Welcome back to the Strictly Business Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Grodzin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Maiden Elk Grove Village Manufacturing and Expo Show. Hey, Elk Grove businesses and local professionals in purchasing and procurement and engineering, save October 17th on your calendar and make plans to join companies moving innovation forward at the 2022 Maiden Elk Grove Manufacturing and Technology Expo. This is the Expo's ninth year, and we look forward to meeting you there. Stay tuned for more registration information. Welcome to the Strictly Business Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Grodson, and we are coming to you from Elk Grove Village, Illinois, home to the nation's largest industrial park. The Strictly Business Podcast brings you news and information about the village's diverse business community, highlighting the people and companies that create, invest, and live in Elk Grove Village. Today's guest is Craig Hurwitz from Colliers. Hey, Craig. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is our mid-year industrial real estate review. I just made that up. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. So, Craig, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Colliers to set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. I've been in the industry for about 16 years now, um, and I've been with Colliers for about six years. Um, I focus on tracking the industrial market. So um, what that means is I track every building in the market. And when I say the market, I say the, I mean the greater Chicago industrial market. Um, so that goes from the Rockford area up into southeast Wisconsin, you know, all the way west I-39, and then to northwest Indiana. So it's a big market. Chicago is the second largest industrial market in the nation. And that's um, second only to L.A. Long Beach um, and then the Inland Empire. You kind of combine those two markets into one, and it outpaces the Chicago market by just a bit. So Chicago's number two. We're at about 1.5 billion square feet. Um, that's in about 19,000 buildings. So it's a big market. It's a lot to track. Uh, we track every building. We track every tenant in the buildings. Um, we track every sale, um, leases, you know, all the transaction activity that occurs in the market tenants, owners, um, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's what my team does. And uh, happy to kind of go over what's happening in the market, where we're at in the middle of 2022, and where I see things going from here. Great. Let's back up for one second, because you said something I think very important. That number, 1.4 billion mm -hmm. square feet of industrial space yeah. around O'Hare Airport. No, no, no. Right? We, we can back up. That's That's... In the greater Chicago market. In the greater Chicago yeah. region. Right. So O'Hare is 142 million square feet, which is the largest sub-market in the Chicago's industrial market, and it is one of the largest industrial sub-markets in the country. And you look at Elk Grove Village specifically, and um, it's about 62 million square feet, which, you know, for a single municipality, that is the largest industrial concentration in the country. Which, I've been with the village now 12 years, and it always astounds me when I hear statistics like that of how big the industrial market is around this area. I don't think people realize the magnitude of the manufacturing, the logistics, the data centers, the sheer size of this industrial zone, I guess you could call it, or the sub-market. Right. Or even the market of Chicago, as you said, 1.4 billion square feet. That's a lot of activity. That's a lot of people making things, shipping things, absolutely, designing things, building things. Right. I mean, 
it just blows my mind. And Elk Grove has a really unique user base. Um, you get a little further out to what we call the I-55 corridor, Romeoville, Bolingbrook, down into I-80 near Joliet, and there's a lot of distribution users. Um, Elk Grove is really unique because you have that wide array of, of users. Um, that have, A lot of them have been here for a very long time. And a lot of people kind of drive past Elk Grove Village just driving on I-90, but once you get off and you drive some of the city streets, you realize how many industrial buildings of all sizes there are in Elk Grove Village. Everything from 5,000 square feet to 600,000 square feet. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely incredible. And what's incredible is over the last decade or eight, nine years, it, there's been a real resurgence. I remember when I started here, in 2010, our vacancy rate was about 13.5%. Mm-hmm. What is it now? So now the vacancy <laughs> rate in the O'Hare submarket is about 1.8%, and you dial it down to Elk Grove Village, and it's about 1.65%. In both cases, those are all-time record lows. You know, over the past 18 months or so, really since about the second half of 2020, especially into 2021 and now into the first half of 2022, everything about Chicago's industrial market has been unprecedented. Um, the amount of demand that we've seen in, for all sizes of, and all ages of industrial buildings and throughout all submarkets has been unprecedented, but especially in O'Hare. Um, historically, the O'Hare industrial submarket in Elk Grove Village has been stronger than most of the other submarkets. In in times of downturns and recessions, the O'Hare submarket has always kind of held its own and has been the first to resurge from those downturns. Um, and then in times of a you know real bull market, the O'Hare submarket always leads the way. So this is no exception. The only exception is that we've never seen activity like we've seen um, over the past 18 months. And prior prior to the onset of the pandemic, um, the industrial market was as hot as I had ever seen it. And I didn't think it could get much hotter. And um, then everything got turned on its on its head and uh, things just exploded. It's, it's been a wild ride. What do you think is driving the market? What is happening? Is there just greater demand for services and products or is there just uh, uh, industrial sector is just outpacing office and retail and it's just attracting investors what's what's driving this unprecedented low vacancy rate i think it's all of the above um, because it's not just distribution users that are taking space we're seeing manufacturer users taking space um, but really the pandemic kind of flipped flipped the approach to industrial real estate um, there was a lot more demand for you know, for products to reach, reach your doorstep. Um, so that, that really increased demand for warehouse space. Um, and then users like Amazon kind of kind of changed their script. And um, they decided, you know, they decided the best approach was to, instead of having big distribution warehouses scattered throughout the country, they needed um, spaces closer into population and closer into cities. So they started leasing space you know, closer in and infill submarkets is what we call them. Um, so that demand just kind of vibrated through the market um, and, and just exploded. And that's where we're at today. And when I think about Elk Grove Village, I also think about a diversity of industries because we have data centers which are driving 
big developments. We have logistics, we have food manufacturing, metal manufacturing, um, household uh, construction material. Maybe people were hunkering down and redoing their bathrooms or kitchens because we have a lot of marble and windows and doors. Mm -hmm. So it's a real diversity of uses. It's not just one driver. Absolutely. Yeah, we're more seeing that too, for sure. And what does this mean for landlords and tenants? I mean, if you're looking to expand, looking for an extra, another building or two, what's out there? It's not easy. Uh, yeah. The market's as tight as it's ever been. Um, the current vacancy rate you know, market-wide is about 4.6%. Uh, like I mentioned in O'Hare, it's about 1.8%. And in Elk Grove Village, it's about 1.65%, which means for users looking for buildings, looking for spaces, there's just not many options. Um, with a vacancy rate that low, um, there's just not much space that can be leased. Um, <clears throat> one, one interesting trend that we've seen is um, despite the low vacancy rates, we've seen a lot of new leasing volume. When I say new leasing volume, those are new leases or lease expansions that are being signed. Even in O'Hare, the new leasing volume has not abated really at all, despite the extremely low vacancy rate. And you know, really what's happening there is before tenants, when tenants decide to move out, they're still occupying the space, and that space will hit the market. Mm -hmm. And it'll be leased before the tenant even moves out of the space. That's just how tight the market is is you have tenants that are leasing space prior to the previous tenant moving out. So it doesn't impact the vacancy rate because the space never goes vacant. So we're just not seeing um, any new vacant space coming online. So if you're a tenant that needs to locate into the O'Hare submarket or Elk Grove Village specifically, um, it's best to really know what spaces are on the market, when they're available, and move quickly. It's just that tight of a market. And I've noticed a lot of uh, new spec development because uh, a lot of the buildings are from the 60s and 70s right. in the in the O'Hare market. Right. These are older buildings. They're being torn down speculatively, um, even in pockets where they weren't traditionally industrial to begin with, like residential areas. Sure. And those buildings are being snapped up fairly quickly. Yeah, they are. Now, um, that big project in Bensonville, um, you know, Four, four spec buildings being built there. Three have already been leased. The fourth one, I think there may be a lease in the works. Um, those are all about 300,000 square foot buildings, so big buildings. And those were, that was all residential prior to that. Um, interesting story there. Yeah, I think they're being pre-leased and they're not even finished. They don't even have roofs on them. Yet. Right, right. Historically, pre-leasing um, was reserved for coastal markets. Um, you would see it in L.A., you would see it in the Inland Empire. You see it in some of the coastal markets on the east. We never really ever pre-leased speculative buildings here in Chicago. It just wasn't a term that was used in the lexicon. Now we've been seeing quite a bit of pre-leasing. Does the Chicago area for industrial have a national reputation? Do people on the coast or other parts of the country know what's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. Or is, or is it kind of under the radar? It's odd that, it, that I feel that way because it's such a big, major metropolitan area, but it seems like it doesn't get a lot of recognition. Well, I can't, I can't say that some the trends that we're seeing here in Chicago are being replicated around the country. Um, so primary markets, secondary markets, even tertiary markets, are, um, industrial markets are seeing the same type of demand for space, the same ridiculous speculative development that we're seeing here. Um, 
and those trends are just kind of occurring around the country. And it's really a supply and demand issue because I, I hear from people all the time, there's not enough buildings. All right. We need more inventory to keep pace with the demand. Right. So what's going to happen? Are people just going to keep expanding out west? or? I, th- I think you'll see both. Um, I know there's a lot of new speculative developments that are about to break ground. Developers are, are pushing to develop every piece of land they can get their hands on, um, whether that be infill development where we talk about you know older buildings being demolished or residential plots being purchased and redeveloped or what we call greenfield development, which is a little further out. Um, you know, typically the space was, was a farm private previously. Um, so we're going to see a lot of development over the next 12 to 18 months, and a good chunk of that will be pre-leased. So developers are building to meet that unprecedented demand. In your research, do you ever get contacted by communities that are farther out west asking for some type of advice <laughs> on what, what, how they handle this new development? Because there's, like you mentioned, a lot of farm fields. You could drive 40 minutes out of Chicago and you're in farm, farmland. Right. So does anyone ever contact you and ask you, hey, What's coming our way? Give us some <laughs> intel because we're not prepared. Every once Elk in a Grove while. is built out. We're, we have the infrastructure, but right. a lot of communities don't have infrastructure. Every once in a while. Um, it's interesting when we get into a really hot market like this um, where that development occurs. Uh, we're starting to see quite a bit of interesting redevelopment in the northwest suburbs, just northwest of Elk Grove. Um, there's a lot of projects that are just getting underway there where we historically hadn't seen much development. Um, one big player that has never really seen much speculative development that's really starting now is Northwest Indiana. Um, And that's how you know that you're in a really hot bull market is when Northwest Indiana starts seeing a lot of development Um, because historically there just hasn't been much there. Southeast Wisconsin continues that trend. Um, I-88 corridor, which is out towards Aurora and even a little west of Aurora. Uh, The Elgin I-90 corridor. And it's interesting because Elgin is mostly built out at this point, mm-hmm. so it's going a little further northwest of there. Um, and we've even seen quite a bit of development in Rockford. And uh, Rockford hasn't historically been uh, the most active industrial submarket, but we're seeing quite a bit of development there too. Well, I know, I know here in Elk Grove Village, it's top of mind. We need new inventory. We need product for this demand. I get called all the time by businesses looking for space. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely tight. But if someone is looking for space, uh, even with 1.65% vacancy or close to two with 62 million square feet, there's a couple million square feet out there mm-hmm. that, that's available. So, But it gets leased quickly. Yes. And I will say, um, even though the product in Elk Grove and O'Hare is a little bit older, as you mentioned, 1960s, 1970s era buildings, um, because of the diverse user base in O'Hare, a lot of those buildings are perfectly suitable mm-hmm. for those types of users. Um, so while those 1960s and 1970s era buildings, say down in Romeoville or Joliet, would be what we consider functionally obsolete, they're just not very usable anymore. For the type of users that you see in Elk Grove, they're perfectly suitable. They're solid buildings. Yeah, they, they were absolutely. built, they were heavy duty, built to last. They right. weren't precast. These are all brick I've been in a lot of industrial buildings, and they're dated, but they're solid. Yeah. They're solid buildings. Yeah, and they've been improved over the years. Mm -hmm, Sure. HVAC upgraded. Mm -hmm. 
you know, different changes to the buildings to make them a little bit more modern, but still very functional. And a lot of people will spend the money to, to build them out, take them from a warehouse to more of a production facility and rejuvenate them. Sure, absolutely. And the village is, is trying to help people do that. Yeah. You see a lot of office and like showroom uses yeah. in O'Hare. Um, and we've seen a lot of build out along those lines as well. Yeah, we get questions all the time because they'll have a production facility, but they want to do a showroom and even a uh, sales, retail sales, which we allow mm-hmm. in industrial. Up to 20% of the building can be retail sales. So where's this going? What's the outlook? Are we going to get a report from you in a couple <laughs> quarters that has 0.00 vacancy rate? I don't think the vacancy rate can get quite that low. Um, it can't get much lower than it is now because you're always going to have just a bit of sure. space on the market. Um but the demand that we've witnessed over the past 18 months, uh, you know, it's just, it can't be maintained forever. Um, we're on pace through the first half of the year to set an all-time record um, for demand, which we measure as net absorption, which is really the net change in occupied space from one period to another. Uh, so the first, through the first half of 2022, market-wide, we've seen about 24 million square feet of net absorption. Now, last year was the all-time record, and that record was about 45 million square feet for the year, which almost doubled the previous record of about 26.5 million square feet in 2016. So 24 million square feet through the first half of 2022 were on pace to even surpass last year, last year's all-time record. I'm not sure we're going to do that because the vacancy rate is so low and the market's so tight that... We just don't have the vacant space on the market to to absorb, um, to see that type of demand. And as we all know, there's there's some concerns about the economy, and there's some concerns about inflation and its its impact on the economy. And no doubt, over the next I'd say 12 to 18 months, there'll be a bit of a pullback because you just can't maintain this type of demand and activity over the long term. Um, but any pullback in the local industrial market, I think, will be short-lived. Um, you know, everyone's buying on everything online these days. Um, manufacturing is coming back to some degree. Um, users still need to support the population in Chicago and the metropolitan area. Um, so I don't see that demand going away anytime soon. Um, if we see more speculative development in Elk Grove, maybe you'll see that vacancy rate tick up a bit as those buildings are delivered. Um, but as I mentioned before, historically, Elk Grove Village and the greater O'Hare submarket have always led the way in Chicago's industrial market. Through downturns, through bull markets, um, they're always the quickest to recover. It's always the quickest to recover and one of the strongest submarkets in Chicago. Absolutely. And that's not changing anytime soon. Yeah, which is interesting because you have these macroeconomic issues like inflation, but as you just said, there's a population in the Chicago region of like 8 million people, right. and they have to be served. Right. There's food, there's building materials, as we said. Everyone's buying online, so the technology is just going to get more and more advanced, data centers. So it's almost like a tale of two two worlds. It's, it's the real world where people need services and products, uh, but there's all these economic issues that are really out of our control, but but the demand is going to be there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned data centers, data centers in, in Elk Grove Village specifically. You know, we consider that data center alley yeah. here in Chicago. Um, and that trend has 
been notable over the past, you know, five years, and it's only accelerated over the past couple of years, and that's not going away anytime soon. You know, you got the fiber, you got the location, um, and data center users will continue to expand and outgrowth. Absolutely. Well, definitely some interesting information. I think it's important to, to know where we are and to track all this, and it's exciting to see the vacancy rate so low. Um, so thanks so much for joining us, Craig, yeah, and giving us a, our mid-year report. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Strictly Business Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. If you want to learn more about Elk Grove Village's business opportunities, please visit our websites, makerswanted.org and egvbizhub.com. If you have comments or feedback about the show, please send it to us at strictlybizpodcast at gmail.com.